Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 39. Leadership is not esoteric. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. Leadership is not esoteric, or it's not just designed for a small group of people who have a small, uh, possessive, or a limited knowledge just to themselves or exclusive or exclusively to themselves. Science teaches that great leadership is, or research shows that great leadership is innately 26%, but 74% taught in mindset, which means that anyone can be a leader. And to those who are leaders, title, function, authority, etc. It is indeed a great honor. It is indeed a great privilege, but more importantly, it is a great responsibility. For those who are in leadership positions, who have people that are following them, following whether it is a physical body following or it is following your mindset, philosophy, or your ideals, you have a great responsibility to those you lead, whether you chose to lead them or not. Once you have discovered that you are in fact leading them, you have a great responsibility to impart vision, to communicate, and to lead and guide. As I have heard John C. Maxwell say that leaders know the way, they go the way and they show the way, meaning they're not just going and not helping others to know how to go and then helping them to go. And whatever the direction is that uh, they're planning to go into. Leadership is not esoteric. It's not just designed for a small group of people exclusively with um, knowledge that no one else can receive. If you remember being a child playing on the playground, right, there was always this one child or a couple of children who would organize, you know, the rest of the playground. When I was a uh, program uh, manager for a specific um, a community center, there was, you know, this one little girl who would always organize the rest of, you know, her peers as it related to, as it relates to, um, you know, games that they would play on the playground. She would say, okay, you need X, Y, and Z. We're going to play X, Y, and Z. And here's all who's going to be involved in that, where we're going to do it at, and when the time is up. It's like I watched that leadership ability from this child, which was not taught to her. She just, it was innate. That's where that 26%. This is what they used to call great man theory as it relates to uh, leadership development. Now there is um, what people are calling, you know, behavioral, uh, the behavioral theory, which is behavior, how people behave as it relates to leadership. When you are studying 
as a CEO or a COO or a CHRO of the organization, right? Uh, when you're studying your, um, when you're looking at your employees and making decisions as it relates to promotion and leadership uh, positions to be filled, you must take leadership development serious. I remember listening or reading about a conversation that was held between a COO and this and the CEO of an organization. And the COO said to the CEO, what if we train them and they decide to leave? The CEO says, well, what if we don't and they decide to stay? See, his mindset lends to what Gallup says about uh, leadership positions, which is, you know, the wrong talent match is promoted into leadership positions 82% of the time, which lends to 75% of the reason why employees quit their jobs, which is because of what? A bad relationship with a bad manager. When you're looking at promoting people into leadership positions, it has to be something more than just tenure. It has to be something more than just a great attitude and um, they are a high performer. They get their work done and they're always on time. I mean, they're leading themselves, but uh, do those qualities represent uh, their ability to lead others? See, so I have identified five key leadership traits that can help um, companies to identify who and what their ideal leadership candidate looks like. And of course, I would love to have a 30 minute conversation about this, you know, and you can always reach out to JM Leadership Development um, at, you know, using a JM Leadership Consulting at gmail.com. As I've stated before, my website is under construction and therefore, you know, the email address that is attached to my um, to, uh, to, to the website is unavailable at this point. However, you can still reach me at jmleadershipconsulting at gmail.com. And we can have a 30, um, 30 minute conversation about how to, how I can come in and help you to identify with these five leadership indicators, um, your promotion candidates of into leadership positions. However, as it relates to leadership development, your leadership development must be taken very serious. See, the word esoteric, right? When you're looking at esoteric, um, es esoteric just simply means it's intended for a likely, it's intended for or likely to be understood by only a small number of people with a specialized knowledge or interest. See, that's so that's an that's a selective group. Right. But leadership is not that way. Once, as we stated, you know, about the young child who has 26 uh, percent innate leadership ability, leadership ability can, of course, uh, leadership can be taught. Right. With the 74 percent of mindset and training, leadership can, in fact, be taught. But there are a few things that, you know, I, I want to help us to really understand as it relates to leadership and leadership development, um, not being an esoteric 
type thing, right? So uh, DDI, which is Development Dimensions International, you know, has created uh, large research um, as it relates to, you know, many organizations and many leaders within those organizations from many different sectors and, and, and globally, right? And so here's how organizations have achieved uh, succession management success based on DDI, which is we're still dealing with leadership development, right? They says 86% of high potentials reported feeling used up at the end of their workday, which makes them two times more likely to leave their organization than their peers. Why? Why do, um, you know, people feel used up as it relates to leadership development? I'm going to tell you the, the number one reason why is because they're not feeling like they're being utilized correctly, being utilized correctly. Right. And so and then number two reason why is because they're not being recognized for the value they add to the organization. They're not being recognized for the value that they add to the organization. So if you have people that are in your organization who are doing a lot of work and are coming up with a lot of solutions to problems and, you know, and you have them in this small, you know, um, position, you know, in the organization, right? And, and not promoting or finding a way to utilize them to where their strengths are spotlighted, they're going to feel used up because they're going to feel like, you know, all I'm doing is, you know, the, the wheels are just turning, spitting in place, you know. And then number two is if you're not recognizing their value, the value that they add or the value that they can add and not utilizing them in, in the proper way based on that value, they're going to feel burnout. They're going to feel this is how your high performing you know, your high potential, high performing uh, employees are are burning out because they're not being properly utilized and they're not being properly recognized. Right. Uh, for um, who, who they are and what and the value that they add. And so then they start looking at the group of people that are there in leadership positions who are not coming up with the ideas that they're coming up with, not recognized as being a leader. But guess what, though? The peers, the other people are recognizing them, not those that are in management, but those that are their peers are recognizing them. They value them. They see their value. They're always talking with them. And sometimes they're talking to them more than they're talking to those who have the responsibility of making decisions and who can uh, who can make changes there. Right. Based on their authority and their titles. See, so you, you really so I've been reading this book uh, by uh, Mark uh, Sanborn it says you don't need a title to be a leader. Right. You don't have to have a title to be a leader, which is, of course, um, that's something, you know, that is that's 100 percent. I believe that 100 percent. I believe that. Right. Um, because, again, what you have to look at is those are people that are 
not officially on the bench of leadership, leadership succession. Those are those that are there who are just displaying, you know, manifesting leadership abilities, right? But they're not necessarily a second string or third string leader. They're just being leaders without titles, without authority, right? Without that function, they're just being leaders, see? So there are people that are like that at your organization. You might be one of those people, right? Who are just a leader and you don't have a title, you don't have the, you know, the, the, uh, the authority or the function, you're just a leader, which means that you're, you're attracting people, to you, you're helping people. And the greatest um, characteristic of a leader is to serve. So you're serving people without being told to do this. You're just serving them, right? That makes you a great, great leader. See, so organizations with stronger bench strength are nearly two times more successful at promoting high potentials. What does this mean? These companies take leadership development seriously. They take leadership development seriously. And so they have second string and third string people sitting on the bench. I mean, just think about this. Between 2022 and 2025, the largest labor force is going to be 75% millennials. 75% millennials, which means that the baby boomers are moving on to other things, right? In our last uh, podcast, season two, episode 38, we talked about the great resignation, which was really a great opportunity and meaning that people are leaving jobs. But one of the things that they're actually doing is they're leaving, um, you know, entry level type jobs and getting higher paying jobs, see? Getting higher paying jobs, which is leaving a big gap in the hospitality and the retail, you know, industries. But the biggest gap that it's leaving is in the tech and the medical fields, like the nurses and like the, those that are doing um, technical support, you know, for industries. Um, that that's where the biggest gap is, and it's between people of thirty and forty-five years of age, right? You know, within that time. So again, uh, paying close attention to the trends that are taking place, um, you know, in the world as it relates to the labor force and within, um, you know, leadership development, the next generation leaders have the mindset of adapting, innovating and connecting because one that's one of the things that the pandemic has taught us as it relates to leadership and leadership development is that you must be able to adapt. You must be able to innovate. You must be able to connect to the people um, that, that shows your adaptation and shows your innovation based on that adaptation. That doesn't mean that it's just a small amount of people that knows how to do this. Anyone can learn how to adapt, innovate and connect, but you must possess that 26% of innate leadership. So not only are leaders born, but leaders are also made, right? So you got to have that uh, 26% innate leadership ability in order for you to really grab on to that 74% of taught leadership, of 
trained leadership of leadership mindset and behavioral leadership. So no, leadership is not esoteric. Leadership can be obtained by anyone who's willing to go after that leadership. And keep it in mind that, you know, your organizations are depending on you. If you're saying that you are a leader, your organizations are depending on you to stand up and be the leader that you are. Thank you for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. Take care and always remember leadership is influence and service. Thank you.